What's cracking, everybody, and welcome to episode 159 of the Good Cracking Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ernell Pearson, alongside the man, the myth, the legend. Don't feed him past midnight. It's DJ What's happening, baby? How you doing? What's up? Your favorite gizmo is here. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> That's factual, anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm doing good or no, you know, but you know, for the people at home, Gizmo's getting bitches. All right. So, you know, you laugh all you want. Gizmo's laugh getting bitches. Want. Wow. That's, that's a defense, sense. I guess. <laughs> yeah. DJ, how's your week going? Um, my week's going good. Um, I'm like solely like, like working away off of like all my stress, like with schoolwork and stuff. So. Um, I should be getting and and fall break is is coming up Thursday. Fall so break, baby! Forward. Fall break, baby! Oh. The fuck off the campus, man! Oh my god, you fuckers! I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> the other man who's excited for for winter break or fall break, whatever one you want to go. Fall break. Uh, fall, fall break. break. My bad. Winter break later. My bad. My bad. Dummy. Um, is <laughs> the one and only <laughs> the Gannick Bartholomew. <laughs> Eat the invisible man. What's happening, baby? What's up? Uh, I'm also really ready for fall break, man. Tomorrow's my last day at work for the week. I'm super excited. I'm literally, uh, I already got like my week lined up. I'm like literally just going to be sitting at home playing cyberpunk. And I'm just like, I was like, all right, this weekend, I'm like, I'm knocking cyberpunk out of the park, dude. And then uh, I've already got planned. I'm taking a day off next Friday when Gotham Knights comes out. Oh, my God. <laughs> you yeah. way out of that yourself, game. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Well, which, uh, which Thursday's treat you? yourself day. So yeah, the 13th. Know. It's in two days. Oh, yeah. That's wow. when fall break starts. That's how you yes. kick it off. That's how Dude, you kick it off. I'm gonna do my entire day. I was talking about last last uh, podcast. What do we it, about? do it. I mean, I did. I I did my treat yourself. I pre-ordered. I pre-ordered Gotham Knights Deluxe Edition. Which uh, which character are you maining again? Red Hood. Your That's mom. Right. That's right. Your mother. Your mother. Your mother. Xander God. can't do that. That's you why sure it's funny. Sure I actually, yeah. I think that's the first time I've actually rolled my R's. I've deliberately been like not been doing it around him. I was just like, I don't want to make him feel bad that I can do it better than he can. Fuck, fuck, get fucked, Xander. Uh, <laughs> Anxious and chat. Now, I, now I want to give him nuggies and ragoons past midnight. So it looks like you are getting fat, fed past midnight. Ragoons. Rangoons crab rangoons? Rangoons past midnight? Very, sounds, that sounds fire. Actually. Very few things beat a nice crab rangoon. I like crushing my rangoons into my, uh, my my chow mein and beef and broccoli. Ooh, good choice. Mm-hmm. Good choice. That's yeah, a layer actually, crunch. I've and... never done that before. You, usually with like the chow mein, I have like the noodles, like the crunchy noodles that are on top, right? I think mm. that, oh, yes. that's actually a good idea. Didn't think about that. Diversifying the ragoon, you know what I'm saying? Hey man, I was dude. I was a fat kid, man. You know what I'm saying? I experiment. Still a fat kid at heart, man. Just fucking throwing shit down. I feel that hard. <laughs> Fuck both of you. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's an actual fat yeah, kid. No, you're a present fat, day you're, fat you're, kid. You're, you're at or no wait. 
That's right, I am, baby. Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys at home will be full of weight, too, because tonight we're talking Marvel's Delay Universe, Return to the Planet, How to Be a Horror Game Snob, and much, much more, because this is a good cracking podcast. Your choice for all the nerdy video game and pop media news, reviews, and discussions that you want to hear live every Tuesday you. at 7 p.m. and Saturday at 12 p.m. If you're on this wave, you can head on over to our Discord channel where you can submit questions and topics to the show, get exclusive show content, and have early Exclusive. access before they go live on podcasts and video services across the digital sea. Thank you, gentlemen. But if you've emptied your pockets for the latest and greatest in entertainment, that is totally fine. You can watch us record this show live right here at twitch.tv slash Show, just like Anxious Tokopi is, just like DJ Simfix is, and just like is Nickable is. Woo, boy. Good to have y'all here. Good to have y'all. If you have the Amazon Prime, you also have Twitch Prime. We would love for you to give that to us to help keep us pushing content out for all of you listening or watching at home. But you can all support us by going to our YouTube channel by clicking that beautiful bell and big red button or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching Good Crayon with an exclamation mark and leaving a review there. Oh, exclamation. Garrick. <laughs> I am having an allergy attack so bad today. <laughs> it's like I've Dude, been holding I'm such in. a stuffy bitch today. <laughs> oh, God. Dude, is it all of us? Is it all of it's us? So I swear. Dude. I swear it's it's all of I us. I swear. Just like that. Yeah. By the moon and the stars in the sky, I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> we have some captain's orders, gentlemen. Guys, just as a reminder, everybody, Cracktoberfest 2022 is upon us. It is happening right now as we speak. All month long Ooh, for the month face. of October, we are covering horror games, horror movies, horror content, as you will, as you will have us. And we're doing it all for you guys at home because lord knows i do not want to play visage tomorrow <laughs> i'm really looking forward Dude, I, I'm waiting. I was looking at screenshots last night i was i was trying to collect assets for our calendar and shit like that i got to one specific oh. <laughs> one specific screenshot of like a woman standing at the end of like a dark hallway Oh, yeah. what like. and i was like i have to fucking spoiler spoiler i have to fucking play this tomorrow and i don't know if i fucking I'm like so that excited whatsoever so apparently that's what we're doing yeah we'll be talking about that later on but we're here for all the horror content that you could possibly ask for in the meantime guys go please check out our last episode of the good kraken podcast we got to talk about our top 10 favorite horror movies of all time and some of y'all in chat were fucking toxic as shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all had some shit to say. Like, yeah, y'all y'all were not happy about that list. Y'all were not happy. <laughs> like, guess what? It's our we list. We don't give a fuck. We guess don't give what? a fuck. Guess what? There's whoa, a whoa, nice... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait, wait. I got, I got this. I got this. I got okay, this. here we go. Here we fucking go. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, DJ, for, 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 for our audio listeners, could you read what that hat says for me, please? Um, so for our audio listeners, this is a bright pink hat that I'm wearing, and on the on the front of it, it says, "I don't give a flock." With a, f- a picture of a flamingo. <laughs> Why do you have that hat, DJ? <laughs> Why do you have that hey, fucking man, hat? Dude? Look, my, I work in mysterious ways. Okay. So. Oh, you do, not yeah. God. You. <laughs> no. <laughs> Me and him go way back. Oh actually. yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure dude. <laughs> well i mean you guys did recently talk you were born yesterday yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Attaboy, Garrick. Attaboy, Garrick. Give, give it to him. Give it to him. You know what I'm saying? That's a good one. <laughs> you fucking baby. Anyways, guys, we have our next segment for you all at home. Garrick, can you tell the people what we have next? Absolutely. We have our news segment where we gather up our stuff for you, and we're going to be headed there right now, and that's called The Helm. DJ, tell the people our first story, my man. Well, thank you for passing me the microphone, Ernell, because Disney has delayed Blade, Deadpool 3, Fantastic Four, Secret Wars, and more. That wasn't enough. So this comes from Rebecca Rubin from Variety. As part of the shuffle, Blade has moved from November 3rd, 2023 to September 6th, 2024, which created a ripple effect on the rest of the MCU. Deadpool 3 has relocated from September 6th, 2024 to November 8th, 2024. Fantastic Four has shifted from November 8th, 2024 to February 14th, 2025. An untitled Marvel film has been pushed from February 14th, Valentine's Day of 2025, to November 7th, 2025. Uh, Avengers Secret Wars has been delayed from November 7th, 2025 to May 1st, 2026. And another untitled Marvel film set for May 1st, 2026 has been removed from Disney's calendar. In the case of Blade, the year-long postponement is unsurprising given the recent news that Basim Tariq exited the project, leaving the film without a director. Marvel has paused the production which stars Mahershala Ali as the title Vampire Slayer, as the studio looks to hire a new Helmer. Given the interconnected storylines in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the substantial delay for Blade reverberated on the rest of the films in development. The next Marvel movie to hit the big screen will be November's Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which marks the end of Phase 4 for the MCU. Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige announced at San Diego Comic-Con in July that Fantastic Four would kick off Phase 6, which will make Blade and Deadpool 3 the final two films in Phase 5. The delay of of Avengers Secret Wars means that fans will no longer get two Avengers movies in the same year. Instead, there will be a year-long wait between the films, just like Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame in 2018 and 2019. Next year also would have marked the first time the MCU has released four films in one single year, but the delay of Blade has pushed that milestone to 2024 oh boy oh boy guys so we saw this rollout the other day uh someone had leaked information that Mahershala Ali was not happy with what was going on in the writing and blade and Kevin Feige was supposedly spread too thin quote unquote um with this new project and I mean, I guess we're not surprised after seeing that information come out and uh, and getting a little bit more in regards to finding out what the fuck is going on in the background of this new Blade movie. Um, do you guys think that, like... Uh, like, DJ, let's start with you, my man. You've seen Blade yeah. now. You just watched Blade. Blade 2. I finished Blade 2. Oh, you finished Blade 2. Oh, congratulations. Good movie. Oh, uh, <clears throat> there's... There's a chance here, right? And let's entertain the side of this thought. Is Blade still going to be a thing? Or do you think that there's a chance Blade could just end up being absolved? Uh honestly, I I don't know. Because like, you know, with this delay, you know, everyone's looking forward to Blade, but now moving like 
from the end of next year to the almost near the end of the next two years. Like I I'm like, man, might as well just like, might as well say this movie doesn't exist unless like, um, since Mahershala Ali like publicly stated like, yo, like this, this shit's whack. And then like, we read the two action scenes for blade two, two, and they're lackluster at best for what, what the, that article said. Um, I, I just, I just don't know. I, I mean, uh, didn't, didn't, in, didn't that last article say like there was someone else coming to man the helm for the movie or, or they no? haven't lined up who it's going to be, uh, but they are in talks with a couple of people and mm-hmm. I don't like entertaining the rumor mill. unlike one Devin, yeah. the, uh, five slash man Sanford. Uh, so I'm not going to get into it, but they do have a couple of people that they have, locked and loaded and ready to go. It's more than likely going to end up being uh, one of the other uh, folks that helped direct one of the TV shows, uh, one of the Disney mm-hmm. Plus uh, shows, like limited series and stuff, yeah. uh, because they have been seeing that those directors have been doing a great job of making the content. Um, and so yeah. they're pulling them into more movie formats. And even outside of of Marvel, there's these directors are getting, uh, getting spots, uh, directing new IPs and stuff like that too. Um, so yeah, I mean like there's, they are working on it, but it's a question of like 2024, September 6, 2024 is almost two years away. Right. We thought we were going to get yes. this at the end of last year. They delayed it almost an entire like year. A whole year. Like, yeah, so that means that means they're overhauling a lot of stuff. If they really want to push this movie out in in a in ample amount of time, like I'm sure like the the boardroom talks was like, we can't push this farther. You know what I'm saying? Like that year is what we get. Um, I mean, from what we've seen from Werewolf by Night, right? Like, you know, Marvel is wanting to like punch in that fucking violent aspect of you know you know more violent uh themes in the universe but you know and 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 that made me excited for this coming blade movie but if if it's getting like i hope this delay will give us that um but i am not optimistic yeah least. it's it's hard to say buckets of cats uh in chat actually brings up uh werewolf by night uh where he says have you seen the werewolf thing marvel <laughs> Disney, uh, the werewolf thing <laughs> uh, they definitely want to lean on the dark bus. stuff uh garrick did you watch werewolf by night yet i sure have actually okay what, what did you think how are you feeling about it uh it was actually a really great piece of content i felt like they worked really really well uh, with like the 55 minute runtime they chose to keep it at and uh, I like that uh, in a way that like they just kind of threw it at us like it wasn't like made like a big it was like it was like a very I, I kind of enjoyed that it was like this kind of surprise almost a little unceremonious introduction um, to like they're like oh by the way shit's just gonna be kind of violent now here you go uh and you're just like, oh, fuck. All right. I wasn't expecting that, but I'm kind of glad I'm glad we're here. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, excellent. Um, I think I think a lot of this in my mind, especially like if, you know, the director is left. And uh, Mahershal Ali is like not happy with the project. And Wesley Snipes Blade is already a cult classic. Like people love those yeah. films and they're pretty beloved um and i 
it may, a lot of these delays kind of make sense in my mind uh, because Blade and Fantastic Four specifically are going to be so ridiculously like put under the microscope and criticized so hard. Uh, Blade, mm-hmm. just because everybody actually like really likes the original Blade trilogy for the most part, uh, Trinity's like definitely the weakest. Um, but like, it, it, there's still something to enjoy about the character in all three of those movies, and like what they do with like that little compact universe they created with Wesley Snipes' Blade. And we're also going to be looking at the same sort of like scrutinization for Fantastic Four, but for like the exact opposite reason is because the last one's all f- they're all shit. They're all shit. Yeah. All, <laughs> all three of them are one garbage. Uh, or they're trash. And so, like, one has to, like, one has to match, at, at least be on the same level as the entry title of, you know, Blade 1, right? Like, Blade's got to be, boop, it's got to at least make that benchmark to be a successful Blade film. And Fantastic Four has to do the the, the whole flip of that and, like, not do anything that their predecessors do that did and may actually make a good Fantastic Four movie. And uh, I think I think Deadpool's I think Deadpool 3's delay is just one of those things that like I don't I, I genuinely don't think that bringing Hugh Jackman in was like that. I don't think that was a first page idea, if that makes sense. Mm. That totally makes sense. I mean, like people wanted it. Yeah. Uh, and we've been we've yeah, been waiting I, for that. I, I think they to toyed around with a bunch of other stuff first, and they're like, okay, maybe it is time to kind of lean in, in this direction. And I feel like those three films going forward are just going to be really integral to all the other stuff that got listed and delayed. So, like, it just seems like they're being really careful because Blade and Fantastic Four are, were like the two or bigger ones that were kind of coming up for like the end of Phase Five that yeah. were going to be like really big benchmark titles in the MCU. Uh, that are going to be like those things. Those films are going to be criticized so heavily. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like the, my big question too, is like with werewolf by night, were they intending that to prepare people for blade or are they trying to just intentionally create that to prepare us for the slew of stuff we're about to get in the following next few phases. I mean, like, do we necessarily need, I think it was just a teaser. I just like, this is, this is a, this is just like a hint of things to come and that we are, we do see you like supernatural Marvel comic fans and that we're going to get to you guys eventually. That's what this felt like to me. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I like it, boys. I like it. Well, in the other case uh, here, I also like some other stuff because we got some fun news here. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes gets a summer 2024 release date. It comes from Richard Fink over at Screen Rant. The Planet of the Apes series is one of the most iconic movie franchises of all time, with the original 1968 film being a landmark movie. The franchise saw a resurgence with the Caesar trilogy that included 2011's Rise of the Planet of the Apes, 2014's Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and concluded with 2017's War for the Planet of the Apes. They didn't need to do that. Titling company makes millions. (laughs) The new series is both a reliable box office performer, but also a favorite among critics and audiences. In February 2020, it was announced that Wes Ball would direct a new Planet of the Apes movie set after the events of War for the Planet of the Apes, excuse me, which was recently revealed to be titled Kingdom 
of the Planet of the Apes. The movie has started to assemble an impressive cast that includes Owen Taig from It, Freya Allen the, from The Witcher, Ika Darvel from Jessica Jones, and Peter McCone from The Orville, uh, with filming recently beginning in Australia. Oh, God, guys, I'm a fucking mess right now. Whew. Disney 20th. Oh, dude, I've been muted the whole time. I'm so stuffy. God, man, it's terrible. Disney 20th Century Studios uh, parent company has set Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes for a Memorial Day weekend release. Disney and 20th Century Studios has slated Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes to open in theaters on May 24th, 2024. This is in contrast to Disney's handling of their other 20, 20th and uh, excuse me, 20th Century franchises like Predator, Home Alone, and Ice Age, which had new entries sent to streaming. Currently, the other movie slated for release on Memorial Day weekend is Sony's Garfield film with Chris Pratt. Let's go. Let's Kingdom of the Planet go. of the Apes stocking out the Memorial Day weekend helps solidify the slate of movies set for release in 2024. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes will open three weeks after the Marvel Studio. Uh, Marvel Studios, <laughs> Captain America, New World Order, and a week after Warner Brothers' Mad Max Fury Road prequel, Furiosa. Other major summer movies in 2024 include a new Karate Kid, Inside Out 2, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 2, Despicable Me 3, Mufasa, The Lion King, and Thunderbolts. All of these release dates are subject to change, and as more films get added, some might move into holiday season or back into 2025. Uh, Garrick, my man, my question for you is, were you a fan of the Caesar trilogy for the Planet of the Apes series? And does this do anything movies, for you? Man. I loved those movies. Uh, like every single one of those is like a solid eight out of 10 for me. Like that shit. Like I loved those films. Like I, I, I liked the, uh, like the, there was like a, there was like a reboot they did before that as well. Cause this is like what the third time this shit's kind of rolled around. Right. So there's the original trilogy and then there's like, the, there was like the mid 2000s, like I, it was like a sci fi thing, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Like, it, they was, did, it was like right? the one, it was like, the one off. It was like a special. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. a, like a sci fi one off special for Planet of the Apes or, or like some shit like that. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, which was like, meh. Uh, but dude, it's, uh, the original one, like this, like, uh, like this, like this most recent adaptation of uh, Planet of the Apes was really. Quite good, actually. Really, a lot of drama and like the CGI for all of like the apes was absolutely incredible. Uh, and they've always had like a really, really killer cast in these films uh, as well. I, I'm I'm a little surprised this is happening. I totally thought that it was going to be uh, just like sort of that prequel series because that's that's essentially what it is, right? It's like it's the prequel to like uh, the original Planet the original, of the Apes film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I kind of thought that like this, we were just going to get up to, you know, uh, with what happens with, you know, with, what goes down with Caesar at the end of the franchise uh, of those that trilogy. And I thought we were going to just be like, OK, cool. Like that sets it up like we know exactly where this is going to go from here. Uh, and I'm. I'm, I'm going to go see this, but I, I'm just a little I'm just I'm a little surprised that this is still happening because it has been quite some time since the, the the previous one you know 2017 and this is still a couple of years out but it is still going to be connected to that new reboot franchise reboot prequel franchise i don't know it just all seems very curious i'm like i'm wondering this this project feels to me like maybe there was some extra funds laying around somewhere and they were just like does anybody have anything 
they want to do, and they're like, we could we could do another you, one of those the Planet, of the, Planet Apes, of the Apes things, uh, monkey movie. Yeah, um, and uh, and and you know, and like they looked at 20th Century, looked at it, and they're like, yeah, that usually yeah. like that make that turns a profit. Yeah. Like, let's fuck it, let's do another one. It, uh, it's, like, it's, it's sound, like monkeys. It be it slaps to me of like they were in their conference room and so, and they were like, all right, we need ideas, guys. We need ideas. And someone raised their hand. They were like, what about Avatar too? And then like the guy in the front of the table was kind of like, quit monkeying around. And then Steven was like, like, I got it, boss. We're going back, maybe. Telling you, man. I'm telling you. Now I can't. I can't for the life of me remember because uh, it's been a while since I watched the uh, the last movie. Does Caesar die? Does Caesar? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay oh, dude, right. spoilers. So, spoilers. Uh, it was like it came out in 2017. If you haven't seen it yet, that's on you. <laughs> yeah. Five uh, years so yeah, no, Basically, Caesar dies in the end, and uh, there was like a lot of human remnants, and like they basically like the apes tussle with the humans, and right, like right. It, it turns into a freaking bloodbath, uh, and it ultimately ends with them going west, uh, like away from uh, California, New way. York. Yeah, going, going, going west, and uh, and then like basically uh, as they all of the apes start to like trek west after like the events of like their little war with like the human remnants, Caesar passes away, and like the clan kind of like divvies up their responsibilities to like move on to greater things. So I'm assuming there's going to be a really large uh, time leap here, because if this is mm. the kingdom of the planet of the apes. Uh, like with each, because if you looked the, about in that movie, like each one, like the monkeys get more sentient, more intelligent, right? Uh, right. And, and so I'm assuming, like, if we're if, like, if the if the title is like based, you know, anything to show, we're probably going to get like at least a hundred, like I'm fifty to a hundred years in the future, uh, probably like a generation like down, and they're like established as like the top of the food chain, and it'll be like that story. Yeah. DJ, what do you want out of Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes? Um, well, I I haven't watched the previous films. motherfucker, motherfucker, super man. good DJ. Drama films. You, no, God see, damn like, it, man! I know they're good. I'll watch them. Like even even with us, trilogy. even with us spoiling the end for you, they're fucking incredible, man. Still worth incredible, incredible pieces of art. Uh, I you, just you I just idea. never thought it was like it never appealed to me when I like I first heard about them. Like I heard they were good, but I'm like, this is a movie about like talking talking monkeys. Not, you know? not just no, not just a, talking apes, powerful, dude. There's some powerful performances in that movie, uh, dude. In the in the first one. I like straight up like some like the the whoever played Caesar. I can't remember who it is. Andy Circus. Um, but uh, yes, Andy Circus. Thank you. Uh, like, dude, killed it. Like the first time Caesar speaks, like literal goosebumps. Yeah. Like, like, no! yeah. And you're no, like, dude, it's such oh, a power. Yeah. You're like, whoa, fuck, dude. Whoa, whoa, it the... was such a powerful moment in yeah. like the film, dude. It, uh, it like it, is there were checking out. Is the apes together strong? Like, is that from that this yes. this set of movies? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah okay. And they and they nail that line watch. too, dude. It's it's yeah. The, the, the movie has a way of like because the the entire like overarching theme is like community, right? Mm -hmm. And like the power of like yeah. if you have 
everyone who's in a like-minded setting that is ready to overthrow like a group of two powerful people that are abusing their power, then you right. have the capability to do anything. Right. And that's kind of like the overarching theme that they talk about over the course of all those yeah. movies. But the, the character relationships between the individual ape characters, as well as mm -hmm. the humans that were given that are involved in like helping the apes because they feel empathy. <laughs> like you're supposed to, oh, you're feel. definitely rooting yeah. for the apes. Like, yeah, the whole by, time, by, the, yeah. by the third movie, you're just like, kill those fucking humans. Let's go! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, so, so, so good, man. So from what, what you guys are saying, like the writing and the quality of the film kind of like hits that suspends like the disbelief of it all a little bit. Like just uh, well, it definitely elevates it to an experience to where like it takes on like this plausibility that mm -hmm. the older films didn't because they like. They did like this sort of goofy like sci-fi man ape, but these are these mm. are apes and they look they're, like apes, yeah. they're like but they're apes, apes that are slowly gaining human like, qualities and yeah. intelligence. Yeah, and mm -hmm. like so, like it just like it, it gives like a new, uh, like a different weight to the story. And gotcha. and I don't know what it was about the that like early two thousand tens, um, CGI. But the CGI in these fucking movies is probably what helps the writing make everything feel mm. believable because, like, it they look like, like a, straight up monk, it, like apes, dude. Like, it's wild. It was man. like, it was way, like, the CGI in that film was kind of ahead of its time. I'm not going to lie. Do it. All right. Well, I guess I got more watching to do. God so, damn, don't you? God damn, the don't list. You, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? In the meantime, the we got some other fun stuff that's coming our way. Garrick, tell him, my man. Hell yeah. Doom Part 2 release day has been pushed forward. And this Ooh. is coming from Matt Kim at IGN. It was announced earlier today that Marvel will pause Blade as it searches for a new director, removing the vampire movie from its vamp uh, November 2023 release date. From now, its vampire Doom date. Part 2. This vampire day, I know. <laughs> uh, I caught myself mid-word, though. It's just like everything's spoopy this month. Uh, now, Doom Part 2 will be jumping in to take its place. The sequel will now be released on November 3rd, 2023, instead of its originally announced date of November 17th, 2023. This is a two-week jump forward for the sequel, and exciting news for fans who enjoyed Dennis Villanueva's cerebral take on the classic sci-fi novel. Dune Part 2 has already begun filming and will inc uh, include new cast members like Austin Butler, Florence Pugh, and Christopher Walken. God damn. damn. Uh, the sequel there will premiere exclusively in theaters and will not be released simultaneously on HBO Max. That's fucking fine. I'm going to see it four times in theaters anyways. Mm, God like damn. it was for Dune Part 1. God damn. In an official plot synopsis, the sequel will explore the mythic journey of paul atreides as he unites with chani and the fremen while on a warpath of revenge against the conspirators who destroyed his family the oh, film was geez. originally set to be released in october 2023 but was delayed to november 17th now the sands shift again as dune part two moves forward two weeks i cannot wait to play in the sand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's everywhere. <laughs> you know, you know, he is going to absolutely bring his fucking a game. 
God damn, the role. dude! Christopher yeah, Walken, dude, he is gonna slay it, and everyone's gonna be like, everyone's gonna make those same jokes, right? And then he's gonna show up and deliver like a same, a same sort of like performance as uh as Skarsgård did, and everyone's gonna be like, fuck, dude! Chris Christopher Walken in a serious role takes the cake every goddamn time, okay? But can we also talk about my fucking wife, Florence Pugh, playing us the princess in this goddamn movie? I would have spent so much money on this movie, Garrick. Can we can we I make did, can we go see real. it like eight fucking for times, man? Like seriously, like, seriously. Bring me with you. Like, take me, take me. Take I'm, me. I'm, t- I'm t- DJ. I'll just care. I'll cradle you. I'll hold so you. I in my guess life. the real <laughs> the real question Gizmo. is the real question is: Do you guys think Austin Butler will have his Australian accent back by the time this movie comes out? Well, <laughs> actually, or do you well, think he's well, just gonna well. be stuck talking like Elvis? Uh, i i am going to actually say yeah because i think it fits that universe because they 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 had a large variety did you read that article about so he actually he went so method with his elvis he's been struggling to get his original accent back yep yeah crap movie by the way he he did (laughs) he needs he needs to spend like you know a few more months in the wildy and then fucking uh, like in the Australian fucking oh <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck West, no little, is landed, West Australia. He needs to go hang the out bush, there yeah. for a couple the months. No, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm sure I think I feel like that that fits that universally well. They had a lot of different accents. I feel like it would too. And like everyone's supposed to be sort of like a commune from Earth as a whole rather than as individual nations. Right. So um, it, it would, it would make the most sense to me for them to do it. Um, Garrick, obviously you're fucking stoked on this. Uh, we have to, we have to take this test really fast. DJ, did you, or did you not watch Dune? Is that a trick question? Fuck, man! Fuck, <laughs> DJ! Are you fucking kidding me, dude? It's on HBO Max! It this was on his real max, dude. Uh, like, yeah, I'll watch tonight. <laughs> I'll watch it tonight. <laughs> DJ. No, okay, you're not you're not gonna watch it's like three hours, dog. Like <laughs> you you don't want to wait until you have a three hour yeah, window. It's a long ass. Yeah, it's, it's, I it's a, my reservations about Timothy Chalamet. So I was like well, listen, know. all of us did. All of us did. He fucking nailed it in this movie, man. He, he nailed it? Okay, I'll watch. He if, fucking if, Tim- if Timothy Chalamet did act, did something good, I'll go watch. Dude, that Literally movie won six Oscars. The, the, <laughs> it really did. The only, only disappointing part of this movie is they advertise it to have a lot of Zendaya, and she's only kind of in it. That's it. Yeah, that's I'm not going to watch it anymore. She's, Sorry, guys. She's, <laughs> she's pivotal still. She's still a pivotal character. And you can tell, like, it set her up to, like, to have, like, way more screen time in the next one. Uh, but, yeah, no, this one's definitely it's got, like, a big it a few pegs down on the board. If on that Paul made, you know? character, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's still fucking so. incredible, though. Oh, my yeah, God. I mean, it's still on my list, but <laughs> it's just not going to be top so. priority. It's so it's fucking good, dude. Uh, Satan chat says, Ernell, Florence is my wife. I will fight you. And to that, Saint, I say, have you ever seen an Oreo? Have a word from our sponsors. This piece of good cracking content is brought to you by Glide Mousepads. The world is changing and the demand for PC gaming and work from home setups has never been as wild as it is right now. Having the best of the best in PC accessories only makes it easier to get your work done before you jump right back into the fray of the digital sea. And Glide knows exactly how to make that happen for you. 
Glide Mousepads is the future industry leader in mousepads offering beautiful, smooth, waterproof products made with eco-friendly materials and non-slip rubber in a variety of sizes that are guaranteed to help you get that next win. Now, if you're like me and you spend a lot of time in your command center, whether it's streaming, editing, or designing, you need a quality mousepad that can keep up with that constant grind. You can go to GlideMousePads.com right now and use code Kraken for 15% off the Founders Edition mousepad in every size available. Again, that's code K-R-A-K-E-N, Kraken, for 15% off any Founders Edition mousepad today. Our next sponsor is Rogue Energy. Late nights are pretty much commonplace for us content creators, and any of us here at GK can attest that sometimes you're just too damn tired to even think about how not to be tired any longer. Lucky for us, though, Rogue has figured out how to give those late nights and even earlier mornings the supercharge that we all need. Rogue Energy is a low-calorie, no-sugar energy formula that is the perfect alternative to sugar-filled canned energy drinks and sodas. Every formula Rogue Energy produces is designed with optimal levels of high-quality ingredients and no chalky textures. Being the only gaming drink company in the world with four unique product lines to suit your task at hand, Rogue Energy strives to improve the in-game performance of gamers, streamers, and content creators around the globe. Check it. We have been drinking the ever-living crap out of this stuff. If I'll be completely honest with you, me, Devin, Garrick, Xander, Raven, Genesee, all of us here at GK absolutely adore this drink. Uh, it helps us in the mornings, helps us in the evenings. Uh, you guys know how it is. We've been going on about this forever, and it is no exception now. It's still taking care of us to this day. You can head on over to RogueEnergy.com and use code GKRAKEN for 10% off your purchase of any shaker or formula tub of your choosing. That's G-K-R-A-K-E-N for 10% off any shaker or formula tub that you'd like now back to the show Goose Bubba. i got that part <laughs> what's cracking everybody welcome back uh my apologies to say what i meant to say before going to the ad read is uh dj do you still have that keychain from the people that you hate oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. show the people yeah uh that's our option saying that's our option our other option, DJ, is to go ahead and tell the people wow. what we have going on next. <laughs> uh, well, or no, our next segment is hands on deck. Got it. Pete's so aggressive. They're, they're eating it up in chat. <laughs> <laughs> they're eating it up and chatting. I was listening to our episode the other night and I started fucking dying. But I was like, DJ, tell me what we have next. DJ was like, you see these? And <laughs> 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 so, we thought uh, that's what you were going. The, like, it was just the best because he did it fucking hard enough that his mic caught it. Yep. <laughs> fucking incredible, dude. <laughs> fucking incredible, man. <laughs> Guys, Hands on Deck is our little segment where we talk a little bit about a game or movie or show that we have watched since our last episode. We try to pitch it to each other. We try to pitch it to you guys at home and let you know if it was lit or if it's a big old fat pass uh, for y'all at home uh, so you don't have to waste your time on it. With that said, Garrick, can you tell the people, my friend, what did you watch since our last episode? 
What have you I seen with your eyes? Anything. I have been playing something new though. Or Ooh, I've been, I, I have, okay. I'm giving I've been giving it a little bit more time uh than I had been previously. Sure, I'm, sure, sure. I'm actually really glad that I have been. I have been playing one Proteus. Oh mm. yes. yes. Okay, yes. okay. I know okay. I know I have uh I know outside of content I have briefly mentioned this game a couple of times to a few different folks, you guys included. Uh, but this is a uh, retro air quotes uh, uh, FPS, and it uses a modern game engine, and then it has like a pixel shader that goes over the top of like the whole game um, to kind of make it look very similar to like Quake, like original Quake or like Doom. It's got like that very pi pixelated uh, sort of like corridor shooter art style uh, that you would kind of remember from the original Doom games. And then, uh, but the beautiful part is, is it has this, uh, because of the modern engine the game uses, it's got like a gore system and stuff. Holy shit, it's so unnecessarily bloody. Like it's like, they're just like, you remember all that shit in Doom where there'd be like blood everywhere? We're like, we're gonna crank that up to nine. Like, and just every time you shoot everything, it's just going to be like pink mist in a memory. And you're going to be like, all right, cool. Um, and it's just, it's honestly, it's been a really fun, fast paced experience. Uh, they, they take like a lot of uh, like similar level designs from like Doom or like some of the original uh, third, uh, third person Metroid games where it's got like the levels are like kind of complex and expansive. Uh, but they loop back on themselves a lot while you're trying to accomplish your task. They've got, like, different various respawning enemy waves to spawn in uh, random locations each time. Uh, the game also kind of features, like, this really old-school, like, Super Mario World sort of, like, uh, overworld, where after each level you've got, like, your little tiles that you take your little protean agent to to select your next level. Uh, and like each level, you're you're kind of getting like your your traditional Doom experience. You're going through. Anyways, I started blasting. You get a brand new weapon at the end to like increase the mayhem for the next level going forward. And it just really, really scratches that. Uh, like this is exactly what it was like playing Nintendo 64 without a garbage controller experience. Uh, and it also does some really, really fun things where, like, you can, uh, you can, like, you can toggle off the, the pixel shader and put it, put the game into like your native resolution to make it so like the image is a little sharper. You've got like some customization options for like the kind of retro filter you want over the top of it. And uh, to even better, yeah, they're like, well, this is a modern game, even though it's using a retro filter to give you that retro experience. And this has complete four-player co-op online which really, really beefs up the experience uh, because it is essentially like playing Doom with your friends. Like, it's four-player Doom, and it's amazing. Uh, Arnell? Uh, yeah, hi, Arnell from the Good Kraken Podcast. Uh, I ha wanted to bring it to your attention uh, that when you had mentioned this game to us a couple weeks ago, uh, and I went to go look at gameplay of it, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I am very much just now finding out that this is not the game that I thought you were talking about. <laughs> I'm going to show you guys at home what game Wait, came out for me. Now I'm really confused as to what he thought. I'm going to show you guys what I've actually this game playing. that oh, I thought Garrick was talking about. This is Proteus. 
Not Proteus, <laughs> but Proteus. Uh, Proteus. For, for, the same mistake looking, looking it up in, in Game Pass. For our audio like, listeners, we have some very pretty uh, 8-bit uh, <laughs> environmental settings that are quite the opposite. Like of, but, uh, no. of the game that we had just seen. And uh, when you, when you heard, I'm assuming you heard Garrett Proteus talk trailer. about it. When, but you heard Garrett talk and describe the game. But when when he talked about it on Saturday during our meeting, he was describing it and I was like, that's not what the fuck I'm looking at, right? Like I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Because like Hold on, hold on. Like, uh, were you waiting for it to switch up or something? Like, well, yes, yes. I, I was yeah. like, is there is there something about this game that's hidden that I'm not understanding here? Because this is the shit, not this guy, but this is the shit that I was looking at, right? Was this. Proteus, like, wow. no commentary. 48,000 views. How pretty, right? Like... Yeah, like that's a, it's definitely like a cute little vibrant indie game. No, not at all the game that I have been not playing. Because, all because when, when you I said it, you can put like a retro filter on it, I was like, oh, this must be the retro <laughs> this filter. This must be it. <laughs> and I was like, no this looks way. so much more peaceful than what cool. Garrick's trying to pitch me right yeah, now. Yeah, Garrick was describing some type of hellscape. This looks pretty as hell. <laughs> Oh, this is fucking great, dude. Anyways, Gary, I just wanted to bring it to your attention that's that, uh, that I, uh, that's fucking amazing. I'm sold now. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, sold. yeah, now dude, he's sold. It's actually, it's so fun. Each level kind of like takes like about 20 minutes. Uh, I haven't actually had the opportunity to get into the multiplayer aspect of it yet, okay. but I really, really, really want to. Uh, so this game was in early access for a while. It was like a Kickstarter thing. They're like, they're like. Basically, the, they literally just pitched it out. They're like, do you remember those FPS shooters that your dad played? And then, I mean, probably not. Any, I mean, I don't know. DJ probably has a... Do you have a... DJ, does your dad suck? Give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Uh, um, uh, wait, 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 wait. Thumbs down that he sucks or thumbs up that he doesn't suck? Like, that thumbs, thumbs down, down if he sucks. Oh, wait, thumbs up. Wait, no, He's, he doesn't suck. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. so, DJ, so DJ probably maybe got to experience this, but you know, our dads were trash. Uh, so we didn't get to play uh, Doom with our dads. Uh, yes, but they were just yes. being like, they were just like, hey, um, you guys remember those like those those retro like first person video games your your dads played on floppy disk kids? Uh, uh -huh. And they're like, no, they're like, great. Well, we're going to make one of those for you. And they're like, yay. And it's actually like a really, really good game. Uh, and it captures it literally like captures the essence of everything that it wants to be to like to a T like it delivers perfectly that retro experience. Uh, but it plays in 60 FPS because it is a modern game using a modern engine. Uh, it's available on PC and Xbox via the Game Pass Game and, uh, Pass Game Pass. Uh, game and pass. It, it's in full release. It is on pre game preview on the Xbox Everything is available in game. I'm pretty sure it's just in that state right now to iron out bugs because the game is world preview on PC. So uh, this is this is worth checking out if you if you really enjoy like those uh, those older FPS games that uh, culminated into the things that you like today. Let's take like a first dude. look at Proteus. <laughs> <laughs> And just one hey, more man, thing. I, one of these, one of these days, I'm gonna host. Uh, I'm gonna host a game. Like I'm gonna host a game award, something or other. 
That's what I'm, I'm saying, man. What, my, my goal is one day to host an E3. Yours is to get on the Game Awards, man. Like, we got to get you yep. up on there. You know what I'm saying? We got to get to do. the Game I Awards. Be like a get, I want to do, like, an announcement at Game Awards. So we we, can't, we can't help DJ get anywhere until he's finished the first Lord of the Rings movie. So. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, true, true, true. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. actually true. Yeah, I'm not helping. Isn't that like, shit, dude? Either. How many hours is that? Like, that's like 12 hours. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to watch the extended editions. You can, you can just do oh. like the core nine hours of like. But we highly recommend the extended you editions. Probably you probably know I mean? should watch <laughs> the extended edition. <laughs> yeah. Like, just yeah. come on. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? look, if I'm gonna commit that much time, I might as well go like all the way in. Yeah, you, know? you really should. Mm. Like, mm. go that's deep. What I'm saying. Speaking of going uh. deep, though, DJ, <laughs> what have you been playing or watching this week? Well, I only had time to watch one thing, and okay. that was uh, Blade Two. Those <laughs> hell yeah, we um, are doing it, man. The Blade Run. So bro. you know, going down the uh, the savior of Marvel and and what birthed the MCU as it is today. Um, going into this second film, I'm like, I need more Blade, more action, more God Wesley damn. Snipes' whack ass fucking cut. Um, you know. And I was not disappointed. I was not disappointed. I enjoyed this more than the first movie, actually. Um, I like the dynamic of, you know, Blade, like, working with the enemy type thing, like that whole trope. Um, and it, I don't know, it, it just does it so well. The only thing that kind of, like, made me, like, oh, like, it dates this movie is the CGI when Blade's, like, fighting. <laughs> like, he looks like a playstation 2 video game character um <laughs> like he's his movements are so like different in cgi than his like real life movement it just it it it, it took the, the suspension of disbelief away from me for like those few like action scenes but wesley snipes is is just like <laughs> i don't know if, if he, he he's the one who adds the sauce to fucking blade but <laughs> it's so hilarious yeah, seeing him add like this extra flair after every move, it is it is one of my favorite things. Like just extra spin of the blade, or like an extra movement, or extra jerk. It's just like it, I love it. And um, I was like, uh, you know, to replace Whistler uh, is Scud, who, which is Norman Reedus's character, and I absolutely love Scud. Norman Reedus kills it as this fucking character i'm like i he's such a likable i don't know his character is so likable and you know and you know spoilers i guess you know like me if you haven't seen it born yesterday you know he fucking blows up at the end it's it's and you're like yeah yeah we fucking deserved it you know but uh, sad to see him go sad to see norman reedus die in the blade movie like that. but um, so what, is, which, is that Ron Perlman in there too? Is that yes, him? Like yes, that yes. is Ron Perlman. Yep. Dude, he, has the, he has the the mustache goatee goes so around dope, his neck. So fucking dope, man! <laughs> I was gonna ask you guys. I was gonna ask you guys. Is is like that the that um like character design like is that intentional or is that just like oh a, sure. a 90s early 2000s thing i'm sure that like, was just a ron perlman thing it just looked like some ron <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's just some ron perlman shit they're just like could they're like uh could his mustache just go to like the back of his head and they're like yeah whatever you want to do ron <laughs> <laughs> whatever man <laughs> do what you want <laughs> so dj my question for you did you yeah. like the antagonist in blade 2 or uh, more or less than the antagonist frost from blade one. Oh man okay so it's the thing is i think 
like Blade in Blade Two, I feel like he's just kind of like secondary in terms of like the antagonist, like because like there's the there's the thing where he's leading the the kind of black squad of like vampire uh fucking daywalker hunters, right? And um, but then there's also uh, No Mac, who's like this fucking this new high like this new fucking strain of vampire that's like that eats other vampires and shit but he's not really after blade he's after every all the other vampires so i kind of like that dynamic and then like at the end it's like oh like we're actually going to his father like his father uh the fucking nisa's like father or whatever the fuck right is the one behind all that and then you know he he fucking he perishes is and, and mm-hmm. but I don't know, Deacon Frost, you know, sleeping sleeping with Blade's mother is like that's like that's top tier villainy. Like you can't beat that. <laughs> <laughs> sleeping is, with your worst enemy's you, mom. That's Yeah, that's is, you can't you really can't you can't like, you really can beat that. Huh? Mm. Yeah. Like, Almost I was figuratively like, and literally. I don't hate any I don't hate any of the, the villains in Blade 2. But Blade 1, Deacon Frost is just an asshole. Like he is yeah, he yeah. is the oh, fucking no, reverse. Deacon, he's Deacon's the reverse flash. He's reverse flash. Like he is just like he is there to just make Blade's day a whole lot worse. <laughs> like just to inconvenience him at any point. But also I, I, I'd say I like I like Deacon Frost better. Blade Blade 2 has Donnie Yen. You know what I mean? It's Donnie Yen. I know. And th- th- that's the thing. There's there's a superstar cast here. Like this is it's a it's a it's a, it's a loaded roster. Donnie Yen's pretty cool in this too. He's fucking, he's God awesome. Damn, dude. God damn, um, I was like, let's fucking go. I like Blade Two a lot more as like in it, as its whole package, but you know, Blade One being like introducing me into this world, like I have respect for it. But I'm still gonna hold Blade Two over Blade One, even though Deacon Frost is just a fucking asshole, like top tier villain, <laughs> like damn. villainy. He's such a good villain, though. Yeah, yeah he he's yeah, a great he villain. Is, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Bar where he gets hit with like the dart and he just like slaps it down for a second. Oh god, what a fucking dope villain, man. Norman um, Reedus puts the blade two above for me. So I just I have to I have to do that. Norman Reedus, you're not wrong. Norman Reedus definitely fucking kills it as Scud, man. Like he's he's a lot yeah, of fun he's in fucking, that role. I love his character, man. It's just I don't know. He just his character makes me happy, even though he's a he, he like he tur- he does the turn code on, on fucking blade in them. I know, man. Um, with, right? with a name like Scud. Uh, yeah, know, I was right, like, right. I knew it was coming. I felt, I felt in my brain it was coming, but I, I still didn't expect it. I was like, "Fuck, Scott, God damn it!" I was rooting for you. I was like, I was like thirteen, um, like, no, like, no, we're supposed to be a team. Yeah, I fucking love it. Oh man. man, well, boy, so I have uh, just a very, uh, I have one main one, but I just want to very briefly go into it uh, very quickly. Um, I finished Edge Runners. Uh, you did. And I have not I told been, you. I have not been the same. I told you. Uh, <laughs> I told you. Uh, mm, mm, we told you. I tried. To, we told I tried you. To t- I, you knew it was coming, and it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Like, it doesn't deafen the blow at all. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I've been hurting. I've been hurting a little bit. It's. Uh, it's been. It's been something, man. Uh, <laughs> oh God. The 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 final. Actually, the entire final episode. Uh, the entire final episode was. Yes. Um tragedy <laughs> this is yeah. absolute fucking Dude. heartbreak and you knew it was gonna happen too that's the fucked up thing is you know it's happening but it's still just mm. 
it just it hits hurts, you right there. It hurts man. so bad. It hurts to your soul. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's been rough, man. It's been rough, but uh, I loved it. I loved, I loved every single so goddamn bit of it. Uh, you guys weren't necessarily wrong. Right. I do kind of wish there were two more episodes. Um, yeah, yeah so but just two more. Yeah, just just definitely just two more to kind of like one more for the action and then one more at the end uh, for yeah. like the wrap up. One more right? before, like one the, more after. Yeah, yeah that's Agreed. that's what I would have wanted. Yeah. But uh, but that ending, man, God mm-hmm. damn it, dude! <laughs> wish <laughs> wish oh, I could have gone with you to the moon. You, fucked me up, dude. That shit. Like, if you boot ah. the game up now and like you're gonna get in the car and like the radio's gonna be on and it's just it's gonna fucking ruin you. Like it's you're just gonna get in the car and like I can't like, wait I, to I, I, God damn it, dude! Like, what God do damn you it, man! Do, do, what do, do, and then you're just crying like, like tears. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's it's been rough, man. It's been rough. Uh, surreal and Chad, GK Daddies, ooh, more horror. I love it. I've been playing Little Nightmares. Good game. Good game. game. I haven't played Good, the second one yet, but uh, but that first one's fucking slap. You know what I'm saying? God damn. Yeah. God damn. Anyways, boys, the main one I want to talk about today and uh, before I very much get into it, because I don't know how much this trailer is going to show um, this movie is called Luckiest Girl Alive on Netflix. Mm. Um, it's a brand new movie starring Mila Kunis, who plays as a character named uh, <laughs> named Anna or Annie, technically. Um, and she is an interesting character because it starts off the first little bit of this movie with her talking about how she's getting married to this nice rich guy and like all the women are jealous of her because she's marrying this handsome dude and she lives this lavish life and her and her her, her soon to be husband are both rich and living in New York and having the time of their lives. Uh, however, she has been contacted by the director of a documentary to talk about something that happened in her past involving a school shooting. And in talking about her leading up to being interviewed for this documentary, uh, it gives us flashbacks of what had happened leading up to this school shooting. So my point uh, is big fat trigger warning to all of you at home uh, before you go into this movie. Uh, There is a really, really hard to watch uh, sexual assault scene in this movie. Uh, very hard to watch. <laughs> uh, it it took me by surprise. Honestly, it kind of it kind of came a little out out of left field. Uh, I was not emotionally prepared for it, and it it, it kind of it came up. And uh, typically, I am very much against movies that use SA scenes uh, to sh- to fill the story. Uh, whereas in this, I feel halfway that it was necessary in order for us to fully understand how fucked up this girl's life has been Uh, because after the events of her high school years of this school shooting that happened um, everyone that went to her school and all of their parents they went to this private rich people school um, all the students and the parents blame her uh, because one of the surviving students of the school that she had dated in high school actually said that she took part in planning the school shooting. Um, and oh, that's <clears throat> fucked. And so her entire life leading up to her adulthood, she's been shunned by everybody that she knows because everyone thinks that she was part of what had happened. 
Um, and there's a much, much deeper story that leads up to the events of that school shooting happening uh, that explains her perspective uh, of it and why people were able to say that she was partially responsible. Um, it is a very, very interesting movie. It is directed by Mila Kunis. Um and produced oh. by Mila Kunis. And uh, she does a phenomenal job. Actually, all the actors do a phenomenal job in this movie. Uh, it is it is extremely hard to watch sometimes, uh, especially going into the two main core incidents of what happens surrounding, including the uh, unfolding of the events for the school shooting thing. Um, it's It gets a little bit difficult to watch. Uh, but... They do a very, very good job of utilizing, showing those things to really get us invested into her character and invested into understanding why she's having trouble, like really wanting to do this documentary um, and why she's struggling to like have anything to do with any of this because everyone in her in her personal life, her mom, her soon to be husband, her friends uh, are all wanting to just pretend it never happened. And so she's kind of stuck in a boat to say, like, I want to talk about it, but everyone around me is telling me that I shouldn't, but I really, 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 really want to, right? Like, I want to get this off my chest. And so the entire movie sort of circles around this, these flashbacks of what happened with her in tidbits up to present time with her struggling with the people in her own personal adult life, uh, trying to tell her, don't do it, don't do it. And she really wants to do it because she wants someone to take some fucking responsibility for what happened to her. Uh, it's a phenomenal movie. Honestly, I, I had, I had a really, really good time watching it. I think it's extremely well-written at first. It kind of slaps of a, uh, sort of, <laughs> uh, real housewives, uh, sort of scenario where she's sort of this narcissistic, like prissy rich girl uh, living in New York, like and a, she's just and she's like just a, a fucking asshole. But then you find out that she's that way for a reason, um, mm. and it's sort of like the ta <laughs> the turns have tabled <laughs> as you get like about mm. through like the end of the first act, and they really start explaining stuff. Um, I think that this is an interesting thing. I just want to make sure that everyone at home understands that before you watch it. Again, there's there's some shit <laughs> in this movie. You really got to make sure you're emotionally prepared for because uh, as someone that has unfortunately experienced these sort of things, it took me out of fucking left field. So just be prepared uh, for anyone at home. I want to make sure you guys are good. It is a good movie. It is not worth re-traumatizing yourself for. I promise you no movie is fucking worth that. Uh, just be careful. Be careful. Okay. Um, but definitely... Give it a shot if you feel like you're down for it. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying, boys? Heck yeah. Hell yeah, boys. Hell yeah. Um, guys, we are now going to move into our main headlining segment here because tonight we are protecting our neck because we're going to the gallows. Ooh, <laughs> guys, tonight we are talking for our headlining segment. What in the world makes a good horror game right because like we've been talking okay don't give don't give us come what okay don't give us come what please. okay what are you talking about <laughs> well, yeah, well, what, what, what am i talking about what am i talking about what is he um, talking about? we are talking all sorts of horror stuff this month 
We've been covering horror games. We've been covering horror movies. We've been doing our, our top tens. Left and fucking right, there's been some awesome stuff here. We have an opportunity to talk about why we appreciate horror games when they are good. And I want us to have an opportunity to... to why well, do it look like you had a ring, a halo of shittos going around your head? That was good, dude. Um, you have an opportunity to talk a little bit about why we love the horror games that we love. Um, I don't know who wants to chime out. We just got an open forum conversation here. I, I uh, who, who wants to start us off? You know what I'm saying? All right, great. Well, I'll go ahead and talk. We'll <laughs> <laughs> go first. I'll let it go. Well, wait, let me let me let me start with a question here. Let's just start. Okay, let's let's start with the question, and that is really what is what is the core thing we look for in a good horror game? DJ, let's start with you. Core in a good horror game, uh, atmosphere, um, like, and if you want to like nail it down, I think it's like being able to really pull the the player in. You know, because, like, you always get those fucking jagoffs, you know, that play fucking horror games or <laughs> see horror shit. That's like, oh, I, I'm not scared because it, it's not real. Fuck all that, man. <laughs> like, if, if, you know, like, if the experience, it lends itself, like, it slowly, like, drags you in, like, it kind of baits you. I think that that's, that's where it hits, like, the most. Like, kind of baits you in. And you kind of want to know more, but you're also, like, you're also hesitant to learn more and uncover more about this world that you're you're stumbling upon, um, and that comes from that comes with like the the world building and like the the kind of the layout, the design of the game, yeah, um, and the details put into it. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think atmosphere is super important. That's why games like Silent Hill are fucking slayed because that game's yeah, all about atmosphere. It was all about all like about. how horrifying can we make everywhere you go <laughs> yeah let's, let's make everything scary this all of it everything this, this house fuck that house dude you know what I'm saying? like fuck that place don't, man. don't, don't, don't even there. think about it mm, the alleyway behind the house don't even go there don't even go there you don't want that the dog house behind the house yeah. through the alleyway behind the house Mm-mm. not that, that place either. that stick of chapstick don't even worry nope, don't, don't do even it. don't even don't look do it, at man. it don't do it man don't, it just rolled across the floor don't even pick it up Garrick, what do you think? What's 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 a core thing that you look for in a horror game? Uh, I think that, honestly the biggest thing for me there's like two there's two core things that always like really stand out. The first one is uh audio design. Mm. Mm. Like okay. I'm like whenever I'm whenever I'm playing like my horror games, like I, my audio design is like it is really really important. Uh, especially because a lot of the time I'm gonna be playing with headphones on because uh, i feel like that's a more uh that lends to like that atmospheric experience that dj kind of mentioned right it's like and, and being able to like immerse yourself with the audio and putting those headphones on kind of like lends to that uh any horror game that can really really like impactfully use their audio design and can make something like scary through the use of audio that isn't like jump scares like fucking kudos to you like i want i want i want to like the tension i want like to just be on that constant rise of tension when i'm playing a horror game like that's what i want i want to be sitting there and i want to like i want to like enter the game with like that feeling of comfort all right we're playing a video game like it'll be fine this time around 
all good. Music. And then like you're like the music starts to kick in. You're like, what the fuck was that? And then like Amnesia is one of those games that I feel like does that really, really, really well uh, because they just do like the shit will just go bump to just to go bump. And there's nothing anywhere near you. And you're immediately like head on his fucking swivel. You're like, oh, fuck, it's get, what something's around the corner. It's going to fucking get me. Yeah. And like I like I love games that use their audio design to that maximum effect and like make me scared before I've ever seen a creature. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, dude, sound design's so pivotal, dude. It's dude, it's so important, I, man. We already I already get anxiety from music, battle music playing while I'm like playing an RPG. I'm like, where? Oh, where? Yeah, dude. Where? Yeah. Where? <laughs> where? <laughs> where? <laughs> See, where are they? <laughs> like, yeah, like why? <laughs> so you know, yeah, I definitely agree with that. That sound design and, and choice of music, you know, like that, all that plays into. I mean, like, like it, the the horror, a good horror game that has you like walking down a hall or something. Just suddenly you hear like, <laughs> like, the gun, and you're like, what the fuck, what the fuck is that, that noise, dude? Like, <laughs> like, what was that? Oh god, man! Like, how House of Beneviento in fucking Resident Evil Eight, dude? Ugh, ugh, the baby, yeah. the baby, dude. Oh no. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, but yeah. see, like, I'll, that's what I love about like modern horror games is like they really use spatial audio so well uh because like they do like those really like awesome things where like there's like that sensation that like whatever is behind you is like it's moving from left to right yeah fuck that, like, fuck that man. it's behind you like <laughs> it's like it's that. very clear that like that like the audio never passes in front of the character like it, it stays centered yeah. like where mm. you can't see it and you're like i fucking hate that like Ugh. Oh God, dude! So God, good, man. kills me, dude. Uh, I want to my my first one that I really want to talk about uh, here is character design. Uh, I think I think that character design for a mm. horror game is super fucking important because it can mm. it can take away from atmosphere uh, if the character design is fucking lame <laughs> right like yes. if, if this dude comes around the corner and it looks like he's like it looks like you're like st- joseph stop you know what i mean like get a, get yeah, out of like, here get out of here dude <laughs> just, you see him like right like this like, <laughs> welcome to chili's <laughs> <laughs> dude like the kid the character design so important man like we you can't just have some dude wearing like a burlap sack on his head and then just think that that's going to suffice right like if he's gonna have a burlap sack he needs to be wearing like a lumberjack outfit and a chainsaw and he's chasing you through africa for whatever reason i don't know but he's <laughs> resident evil 5 <laughs> You know what I mean? Anyways, uh, it is fucking wild, wild when we have good character design because we get things like Pyramid Head. We get things like Nemesis. Like we get things like the liquor. We get things like whatever the fuck I'm going to be fighting envisaged. Tomorrow, if I could even be fighting Jeez. back, uh, we get or you won't we, be fighting anything. Oh, god, dude, we get the creepy girls follows you around in PT. Like, we get all sorts mm-hmm. of really, really great, memorable, memorable antagonists in these horror games that we have to survive. Um, oh, good character design will have me go from oh, this is kind of cool to fuck that in like half a yeah. second. <laughs> oh, god, damn, yes. second, dude. Um, now I want to talk a little bit about writing also in a good horror game and dj i want to ask you something here what what are some what are some horror games that you love i know you're not a great big horror guy but what are some horror games that you remember that have just incredible writing in them 
incredible writing. Jeez, man. Uh, fe- like I was mentioning Fear as one of those games like way back. Um, oh yes, I yes, think, yes, 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 yes. I think Fear, like even though at the time I could barely understand it, but from what I remember, it hooked me in with kind of like, 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 like a like I said with world building, but also yeah, with the writing, it's able to fill out that extra layer on top. You know, it's like it's kind of like. It's kind of like the frosting, you know, once you start, like, it's, it, they already built the cake, you know, now it's time for the frosting, and, you know, it adds to it, and you're like, damn, like, I am this fucking first responder, do I really want to be fucking fighting <laughs> these abnormalities in fucking the world right now, like, you know what I mean, like, am I, like, you know, it, it and a good horror game makes you, like, like, yeah, with the writing, it makes you question shit, like, a lot of shit. Like, you know, like, uh, brings up all these, like, different themes of, like, you know, morality and all that junk. Uh, you know, all that stuff. They'll take, so, take you through a spin, man. When it's, when it's, when it's yeah, it'll take, it'll take you through a spin. Like, because, like, you know, if, if there's a purpose for why it, like, why it's scary and why it's haunting and why it's, like, horrifying, then that adds to the layer of experience. But if it's just scary to be scary... You, you know it doesn't hit the same you know what i mean like right oh yeah your goal is to just make me make me jump make me, make oh. me flinch make me, you know <laughs> yeah. like oh get a reaction on me but if there is if the writing makes it with that this stuff is with purpose then you're like oh fuck like the weight of it the weight of the scare weight of the the horrifying aspects of it like just hit a lot harder I love it, dude. I love it, dude. Guys in chat, I'm putting up a poll for you guys to be able to talk a little bit about it as we continue this conversation on. What's the most important part of a horror game for you? You guys can put in your votes there in chat if you're watching us live right now. Surreal, I'm just looking at you, baby. What's up? What's up? Uh, uh, said, I <laughs> I agree with DJ. I love Resident Evil. Sorry, I have long claws. Oh, because she put it in like two different separate sentences. I see you. I see you, Surreal. It's okay. You're all good. You're forgiven. It's all right. Garrick, what, what's, a, what's a, a horror game with good writing that stands out to you? There's actually, there's quite a few, surprisingly, um, that come off the top of my head but i think i think one that always kind of stuck out and i don't i don't even think i could go back and i don't know i could play it a a second time but i did uh but soma soma has really really good story writing wow 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 yeah yeah. that's a horrible one but that fucking game deck fucking game's hard that game's hard for me to play uh it's super fucking scary but uh what's interesting about that game that I think is like makes it so like story driven and impactful. Um, and again, kind of piggybacking like again off what DJ said is like, I want the game to like make me question shit specifically, like at the end of the game, I want to like, I want to have like an existential crisis about like what it means to like be alive. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like that's like that's what a horror game that's what like a good horror game like like i want to have survivor's guilt for some fictional bullshit <laughs> that like didn't even yeah. like how did i make right. it out of this at the end yeah and, and soma definitely does that because like that game literally makes you like ponder what the fuck it means to be human while simultaneously making you shit yourself mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> just a lose lose situation. Yeah, I know. Dude, like, just like literally, like, it's it, the whole game. You're just taking an L. Like, there's like, it, it, it's so bleak. You don't even walk out of it, like, with like some epiphanous beauty. You're just like, all right, I guess I'm just going to sit here in the dark and hope that, uh, that like all of my technology in my room isn't going to grow fleshy and sentient and, uh, destroy everything I've ever loved. No big deal. And I'm also going to ponder what even what it uh, at the same whilst also simultaneously pondering what the fuck it means to be human. Like, <laughs> mm, mm, goddamn, dude, goddamn. I mean, like the the one that stands out the most for me is uh, in, in that regards is Bioshock. Um, I think I think mm. that Bioshock was was incredibly written for its time. Um, yeah, and dude, that's like yeah. it's a political piece. Like, it, like it, the story, it's like it's a political piece. Ph- phenomenal, it. like it, like and and to take a political piece and turn it into a, in, into a whodunit story in in such a way, like a, a, this miss this grand mystery of rapture and what happened in the city now that you're you're here and you see the fallout of what had happened before you. Uh, arriving into the city is phenomenal. And then they were able to somehow continue that leading into Bioshock two and Bioshock three later on in Columbia. Um, there there's like a, a, a way to say that a good horror story being able to write a story so good that they can create an entire universe off of it rather than just a singular story for one character that, you know, not to say that one singular story about one character is a bad thing by all means. But to me, I feel like them being able to expand into a greater universe, a greater world with this story. Yeah. The original, the original games writing was so good that they were able to expand it into two more titles that they Probably the third one, I guarantee you, they weren't planning on making like somebody mm. fucking threw some funding in their lap for that shit. And but good on them. But like they they good they I, they tied it all together. They really did make yeah. the universe loop back in onto itself beautifully um, because the depth of the original writing was so good that it, they could build on it. Now, don't get me wrong. Bioshock Three is on some big brain shit that I was on, like not yeah, that was, prepared that, for. You're just like, <laughs> what the fuck is yeah, going yeah. on? <laughs> like, taught like an entire game about the yeah, theory, like, like the theory of relativity. It was just so not fucking what I was prepared for going <laughs> going into the end. There's of that always game. a lighthouse. God damn, there's there's always there's a lighthouse in every world. Like, what the fuck, dude? It's wild. But anyways. We can also look at games like Silent Hill that have a very interesting way of writing their story where it is Mm -hmm. surrounded by a town. Right. And technically one event that happened to this town, a little girl who was uh, very correctly assumed to be a witch and they burned her ass and the entire town got punished for it. Right. Uh, Like they're and and then being able to expand on the universe from there because this new world Hell basically was created off of this event happening. Uh, Resident Evil, like we see like such a great, 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 grand world was created out of that one zombie outbreak story that we got in the original Resident Evil game and how that expands into Raccoon City. And now the rest of the world (laughs) is where is where we go with it now. And obviously it's gotten a little bit weird. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> into it's always been weird man more so recent weird. i mean capcom's got some weird shit going on in their house you know what i'm saying hey i like it 
I like I, I'm here for it. I mean, I, I buy a I'm Resident Evil it. game every time they fucking roll out with a new AAA title, man. Like, I'm, I'm all the way 100% here for it. Uh, die hard Resident Evil fans since day one. Love those goddamn games. Uh, but there's so, so many good games that we've gotten out of the horror genre uh, just in the past, like, decade even right so mm-hmm. like even i want to try to refer to our list our list of top 10 horror horror games that we have here uh let me see if i can pull it up top 10 horror games so just remind our audio listeners here and uh here i can pull it up for our uh video watchers um our top 10 we gave our honorable mentions to fear among the sleep alien isolation and until dawn but our top 10 were left for dead 2 uh at Number 10, uh, Resident Evil Village, Dying Light, Dead Space 2, Silent Hill 2, Bloodborne, The Last of Us, Bioshock, Amnesia, and PT at number one. All with phenomenal storytelling, phenomenal sound design, phenomenal character design, and even down to the just the nitty-gritty of everything we could possibly want with ambiance, right? The atmosphere of these games is absurd, right? Like, that's why we fell in yeah. love with all these fucking games. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal examples that we put together here. Go ahead, DJ. Um, you know, none of us mentioned like the gameplay needs to be substantial. Even though like these games have great gameplay, I like it. But I like it. I think the fact that we list everything but the gameplay shows like how much it, how much all like the importance of those aspects that are like just desperately needed to make a horror game a great horror game. The the game the gameplay is the icing on the cake. Right. For me, yeah, at least like I can top, you know? I can have yeah. a basic narrative driven horror experience and be happy. Like I can have that. I don't necessarily have to have it be smooth and wonderful and everything else in between. I can go with a bunch of different virtues here. Right. But the mm-hmm. gameplay should be good. It should be. But everything else should is be massively playable. important. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah. Gl- I'm glad you had that observation, DJ. That's uh, that's actually on some big brain shit and stuff. I didn't even think about that. That's uh, yeah. that's it's good. It's good to think about. Now, Garrick, we look at our list here. Right. And obviously us, yours truly, of the GK crew. You know what I'm saying? I <laughs> love you, Fish family. Uh, we put this di- this list together as some of the games that have stood out to us the most as horror experiences. Um do we now that it's been a few days? Do we see anything? Actually, it's been a week. Uh, do we see anything on this list or not on this list that we might want to, you know, bring to the table to talk about a little bit here? Is there anything that that I you was, think stands out like in your head? I was actually thinking about just like, damn, there is a couple of games that are just like, why the fuck didn't we mention uh, some of these? And like, there's like, there's a few like of the story driven ones. Like we didn't mention until dawn. Or uh, any of like the uh... oh until dawn to my honorable mention I put that one on the list oh um, yeah yeah no. you're right but uh, like uh, excuse me there uh, there was um what was uh, the 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 series that came after until dawn the dark pictures anthology the dark pictures yeah, yes thank you yeah. thank you yeah, the yeah, dark yeah. pictures the anthology or the quarry even mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but uh, there's also like some other um, horror games that I feel like and were actually really really well received. Uh, one of them that comes to mind that's like it's a psychological horror called Observer. Did you guys mm. ever get a hold of this one? I have not played it because I'm a bitch. Uh, but also mm-hmm. too, uh, it looks grand. Like it looks beautiful as shit, dude. This game looks yeah. great. Uh, and it's it's this sort of like cyberpunkish world, right? Yeah, it's so it's like it's a dystopian future set in uh, Krakow, Poland, in like like the year in like in like the twenty like twenty eighties or some shit. And the humanity has been affected by like a digital 
plague that they call the, like the nanophage. Okay. Uh, and basically, like it resulted in like a bunch of uh, in war and like rampant drug use, and you're basically kind of like going through and like trying to suss out like like the deeper story behind like this virus and like what it's done to like you your that version of the future. Mm, mm. That actually sounds fucking lit <laughs> consider consider you have to see like the screenshots yeah, yeah it, it looks it looks great dope, it's dude. a great uh and uh it's like it's it's newer 2017 and it's really it's quite a good looking game too man that that goes a long way <laughs> to, i'll tell you what uh the one one that i would say that i think is deemable to to definitely be on the the list i mean there's there's a there's a small handful i mean like telltale's walking dead when you talk about like the narrative driven ones that's one that comes Mm -hmm. to mind for me because i had such good experience uh the writing in that game is fucking phenomenal like like absolutely one of the best fucking stories i've ever had like the story about lee and clementine is unfucking heard of man i'm telling you uh but one one that like i really want to put on the table here and it's Ah, damn it. It's like on the tip. I, I lost, I lost, lost it on the tip of my tongue here. I'm trying to, trying to, trying to get it back. I'm trying to get it back. Do you, well, I'm game. thinking of a DJ. Do you, do you have one that you wanted to, to chat about uh, real quick that we don't um, have on the list here that you think deserves to be? Deserves to be on the list. I'm, I'm trying G- to just given, look given right our now. criteria, right? Like games that we feel would be deserving of this list. We just, these were the top 10, right? Um, some other um, ones that we think would be good. Shoot. <laughs> ben, I'm just thinking, like, golly, dog. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, the 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 quarry. I Doki would argue Doki literature. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, no, Doki Doki, absolutely. That's valid. That's that a is valid a fucking pick. Totally, absolutely Straight valid fucking up. choice, dude. It was fucking yeah. horrifying, man. I was fucked up. That, I was that, a fool for playing that. <laughs> such a fucking unnerving turn, so fucking fast. If you're not prepared for it, yeah, you're like, yeah. wait, well, hold on. Yeah. Hold on, this is not yeah. this is not what is I the, thought this was gonna be. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I wanted to see titties. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, this isn't sucky by sucky samurai number eight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, that's that's one hundred percent a good choice. I like that. Um yeah. I mean, we we talked we talked a little bit about action horror games. I I, I would maybe beg to offer that Devil May Cry might be something that could potentially be on a list like this for for like a whole like i like it's, that's like one of those games that like it teeters on like the precipice we're like ugh. it has like horror elements to it but it like it doesn't check quite all of the boxes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. sure like i feel like it's like, you're like, mm, you're about, like it's just not quite there what about alan wake Oh, that's one that I was going to mention. Alan, Alan Wake. Wake. There we go. Yes, thank you, DJ. Yeah. Thank you. Alan Wake is a Remember I called classic, Alan man. Wake 2 at the at one of them award things? Goddamn, like, dude. Goddamn. Goddamn. Hey, you I sure called did, it. dude. I will forever. Alan Wake is a that. classic, man. That is a classic fucking game, dude. Uh, there's the game that I played uh, early this year in Sound Mind. Uh, phenomenal indie horror title um, that was very, very well done. Um, very interesting take on a uh, horror psychological thriller um that is in first person perspective if you guys haven't played that highly recommend that it it starts out way creepier than uh than it really ends up being like throughout the course of the rest of the story uh but it's very 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 fun for what it is uh 
Yeah, no, there's there's lots of really great stuff, and I think that that all these games amongst the, the others that we talked about have been more than deserving, as well as many other games that we didn't get, even get a chance to list off. I mean, like we have things like Prey uh, that have been out there. Uh, I would even say Control is a game that would arguably be on this list as well too, because that game is creepy as fuck. Yeah, that uh, game, <laughs> it, it, like it, it definitely yeah. meets some of the criteria for sure. Oh yeah, man. There's there's some gold that we've had in the horror world, and uh, and for you guys at home, uh, we we love and appreciate you guys for being a part of that that list last week that we had, um, and we we love to hear from you guys about your list that you had as well too. So, um, great conversation, boys. I think it's I think it's important that we talk about uh, genre details when it comes to the games that we love uh, and we we enjoy playing. You know what I mean? So it's it's nice to have this conversation. Absolutely, with you guys. absolutely. Yeah. Thank, thank you guys. I appreciate it. I, everyone. Let's talk about our schedule for the rest of this week here tomorrow. God fucking damn it. Uh, we have another Ocean Shrine story time and I, with yours truly. And I am very unfortunately playing Visage. <laughs> yes, the the hits horror game. And boy, is it a horror game. <laughs> there is no there is no in between of this goddamn game. I see the fucking screenshots. No, it literally it, it, <laughs> it starts off at a fucking hundred miles an hour. Pure unadulterated horror. Okay, period. <laughs> There's no denying it. You know what I mean? And I am gonna unfortunately have to gonna Nell's gonna come out like shell shock, dude. He's fucking <laughs> he's like he's uh, like I know I'm gonna be like begging one of you guys to come to Discord chat with me, and none of you are gonna do it. None yeah. of you are gonna fucking do it. You're like, no, you sit there. I'm gonna join the Discord call. I'm just gonna turn the lights off. I'm gonna just stand in the back of my room. <laughs> I'm going to have DJ just over here in like my second monitor just chilling in the corner staring at me. It's going to be great. Well, guys, on Thursday, we have another Shipwreck Show live recording uh, for you guys right here at Twitch.tv slash Show. That's with me. That's with DJ. That's with Gary. That's with Xander and Devin. Uh, we all come in. We all hang out. We all have a good time. You guys can join us and you guys can write into that show if you're a Twitch subscriber and you're a part of our Discord. We have a little section there called the Shipwreck Submissions part of our discord channel that you can write in questions that you want us to answer on the show. Do not miss that bad boy. And then Friday we have Garrick and Devin and DJ are getting together for splash damage, our multiplayer gameplay stream where they're going to be playing aliens fire team elite. And I am so jealous because I've been wanting to play this for a while. Because <laughs> and I are the only ones that actually really give a shit about playing. This I know, like we we were like, dude, yeah, I'm down, man. Like four months ago, <laughs> like but we dude, were they so. They just released like the new the new free expansion. There's mm-hmm. like now like uh like albino like winter xenomorphs and shit. Dude, there's like yeah, it's like a whole thing. Well, I told you we gotta play it. God damn it, we do. We have to play this goddamn game. Well, whichever one of you guys besides Garrick ends up liking it, we'll end up playing it. I'm I'm, I'm sure. I'm gonna want to get my. I'm probably. I'll, I'll like it for sure. This bad boy. I'll, 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 I'll be. I'll be liking it. If I, fucking Devin is like, oh, I don't think this would be that good again. What a loser. You know what I mean? <laughs> what a fucking nerd. You know, I mean, over here just getting jabbed in his arm, getting blood taken. You know what I'm saying? Like a fucking nerd. Like who? Nobody yeah. makes who you bleed your own blood. Is for cash, bro. Right? Like, blood belongs in your body. Period. <laughs> Period. 
His, his blood type is loser. L. <laughs> L plus, dog. L positive, dog. L positive, bro. Because <laughs> he's positively a fucking nerd. <laughs> and then all that content is coming to you at 7 p.m. Pacific time, 10 p.m. Eastern time at twitch.tv slash show. But after that, we have on Saturday, 12 p.m. Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time, we have another good cracking podcast where we're going to be doing she-Hulk, Attorney Outlaw Review. We're going to be talking about it this, uh, this Saturday. The final episode is this week. It comes out in two days and uh, technically one day because uh, it comes out tomorrow night. Um, but we're going to be finally getting a chance to talk about this show. And I am so excited to talk about it with you guys. It's going to be so much Maddie fun. Maddie Murdocking. I think, I think we might have the whole squad here on Saturday. I think uh, we have it, the it whole sounded like it. Yeah, it's it's slowly it's turning into show. us having all of us and you might have to let's make some it. adjustments, but I'm fucking here for it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, fucking I'm here. here. Hey, we're all here. Let's do it, baby. You know what I'm saying? Let's fucking do it. Full on review time. baby. Look, fucking do it. I have to make a six panel, man. I'm make a six frame panel. Jesus Christ. Anyways, guys, please let us know what you think makes a good horror game. Tell us everything that you love about horror games and uh, and what you like to uh, to rate your uh, your horror games and buy what you like to rate them on. Uh, let us know in the comments below. Let us know on Twitter. Let us know on our Discord channel. We want to hear from you guys because this has been the Good Kraken Podcast. Your choice for all the nerdy video game and pop media news, reviews, and discussions that you wanted to hear live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 12 p.m. right here at twitch.tv slash good cracking show 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 if show. you're in this wave you can head on over to our discord channel where you can submit questions and topics of the show you get exclusive show content and you have early access before episodes go live on podcasts and video services across the digital see <laughs> 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 the hype and GR never gets old, dude. You can also support us by going to our YouTube channel by clicking that beautiful bell and big red button or by subscribing to our podcast channel by searching Good Kraken with an exclamation mark and leaving a review there. Subscribe. We got to get going out of here, guys. But until next time, my friends, be good to each other.